a long day's light from flashbangs and frag grenades by Calchexis read by Sam Gabriel based on League of Legends by Riot Games The moment the door to Lux's personal chambers shut, she collapsed. It wasn't a quick, dramatic thing. It was slow and burdensome, like a war of attrition that she knew she would lose as she pressed her back to the crease of her heavy door and slowly slid downwards until she was half-sprawled gracelessly on the floor. Legs splayed and her back propped up against the fine wood paneling behind her as she rested her head against it. Lux hated parties. Damasian parties, anyway. Of course, they were never called anything so uncouth as a party. They were always soirees or galas, or some other pretentious synonym used to describe a bunch of overdressed pedigreed bureaucrats, knight captains, and palace officials getting wine drunk while they casually slandered the rest of the kingdom. Even then, it would have at least been tolerable if Mother hadn't been trying to marry her off again. The miserable woman must be getting truly desperate to pawn Lux off if she was courting the Laurel family after what happened last time. Not that Lux had anything particular against Fiora Laurel. She was a brilliant blademaster and an honorable woman. The prowess and drive of Lady Laurel had elevated swordplay in the kingdom by leaps and bounds, far more than any other noble house had done despite how the king's court always seemed crowded with hawks of war. Logically speaking, the binding of Laurel and Crown Guard now that Fiora was leading the noble house, wasn't a bad idea. Lux just didn't want to be the one to do it. In fairness, neither did Fiora. She'd already neatly turned down her mother's offer of marriage to Garen, and now Agatha Crowngarb was apparently hedging her bets by throwing her daughter into the ring as well, which, speaking objectively, did have a marginally higher chance of success. Fiora's preferences vis-a-vis romantic partners weren't exactly a secret, or subtle. Lux stared down at the gown she'd been gifted for the evening's festivities. Of course, in Crown Guard parlance, that meant she was absolutely expected to wear it, and no, it was not up for discussion. The fact that it happens to be in Fiora's colors and did an excellent job of highlighting her more feminine assets was not lost on Lux. What a classy whore you've made me into, mother, Lux mumbled as she picked at the fine embroideries of the gown. Fiora had been a perfect gentlewoman the entire time, of course, in spite of having Lux foisted on her like a choice cut of meat. Lux had nothing but respect for the Grand Duelist of Demacia, and she genuinely enjoyed her company over the evening. Whatever her mother's intentions, though, Fiora clearly had no designs on wedding into House Crownguard any time soon. Still, she was a witty conversationalist and, unsurprisingly, a phenomenal dancer, and that it made for at least a passable few hours. But Fiora was also very, very Demacian, with a stiff upper lip and a rod of the finest, smoothest petrocyte rammed up her ass. Groaning, Lux pulled out the silver hairpins that were keeping her otherwise plain blonde locks tied in an improbable updo, which was apparently all the rage in the Demacian debutante circuit, and tossed them aside to clatter onto the floor. She kicked off her heels and rubbed at the arches of her feet, hissing softly as the ache in them settled to a dull throb. Fiora wasn't just a superlative dancer, she also loved to dance, so Lux had spent the last three hours doing mostly that. It had been fun at the time, but now, as they would say in Bilgewater, her dogs were barking. Next came her absolute favorite part of leaving parties. Lux stood up, unbuttoned her dress down the back, and gave a firm yank to release the corset. Oh, thank heavens, Lux gasped as she massaged her ribs. If that corset had been anything to go by... 
Then it was also in fashion for local debutantes both to have their breasts located somewhere near their tonsils and also to be unable to breathe. She wasn't even all that well endowed, but Lux was certain that her girls had a few bruises from that last foray onto the dance floor. It was the work of several more minutes to peel herself out of her dress, both because it was relatively form-fitting and because one can't dance for multiple hours straight with one of the finest duelists in the land and not work up a sweat. Lux wrinkled her nose as she dropped the gown on the floor and briefly considered calling for a bath, but ultimately decided not to. Frankly, she just didn't have the energy for it. She didn't have the energy to speak to a maid or to trudge over to her bathing chambers. She didn't want to bother with her whole evening beauty regimen, which is what she would have to do because otherwise word would get around that Luxana Crown Guard went to bed with wet hair and, oh glory, what a scandal that would be. Better to go to bed sweaty and sore than have to deal with that, Lux decided. As she shucked the remains of her dress off, stepped out of where she'd pulled it beneath her feet, and made her way over to flop onto her bed. It would probably be a little too trashy to go to bed in the garter and hose that went with the gown. I hate parties. Lux grumbled as she forced herself to sit back up and go through the arguably demeaning process of pulling off the rest of the gown's lacy underthings. Their intricacy led Lux to wonder if her mother intended someone else to be taking them off tonight. It took longer than Lux liked, but she let out a sigh of relief once she was finally just naked. Being a noble was not all it was cracked up to be, Lux was certain of that. Happier she would have been had she been born the daughter of a modestly successful wool merchant or something else equally average. Oh, for the life of a shearer, Lux said, chuckling softly as she opened one of her drawers and pulled out a slightly too large tunic of soft linen and pulled it on over her head. At least I could decide not to wear underwear, Lux groused as she straightened the shirt till it hung to her thighs. Underwear and pants are bourgeoisie propaganda, and I will not be part of it. The one thing Lux would never complain about was her bed, however, especially not when she was burrowing under the covers and swaddling herself in a downy cocoon as she settled in for the night. She shivered faintly as the cold sheets and blankets soaked up her body heat, but soon they'd be warm and cozy, and Lux could drift off to sleep and away from her sore legs and aching feet, and her mother, who was becoming more and more unbearable, as she tried her damnedest to find someone to put up with Lux's antics and would also make for a suitable political mate. Well, Lux wished her mother the best of luck with that. Crown guards were no strangers to impossible tasks, but even they had their limits. Not that anyone would ever dare say so to Auntie Tiana. Not even Lux was that bold. She'd tell her mother to stuff her marriage proposals somewhere not even the light of Demacia could reach, before she'd gain, say, Tiana Crown Guard. Lux snorted out a laugh as she curled up against her pillow. She was relatively certain even Garen was scared of that warhorse. Well, Tomorrow was another day, and hopefully it would be party-free. The last thing Lux wanted was another party. As a rule, Lux tended to be a relatively light sleeper. Others could make what puns they may about the nature of her magic, but Lux was born and raised into the soldiery of the Crown Guard tradition just like her brother, and military habit tended to make light sleepers of everyone involved. With that said, in her room and in her bed was probably where Lux slept the most deeply. Whether or not she liked the place, the Crown Guard estate wasn't what anyone would call the most accessible or comfortable residence. It was still home. Lux had lived on these grounds and in this room all her life, and although it had changed a bit as the years had passed and she'd grown up, it would always be home if only by dint of familiarity. So Lux could be forgiven for not waking up fully at the sound of a couple of dull thuds, 
nor when her bed shifted slightly. Hey, scoot over, you're hogging the covers. Oh, sorry, Lux mumbled as she shuffled over a little. There was a brief flicker of cool air as the covers were lifted for a moment, then it was gone, and in its place came warmth and a pair of lean muscled arms that slipped around Lux's middle with casual intimacy. Lux made a small murr of delight as she nestled back into the embrace. This was comfortable, very comfortable. After that miserable party, it was exactly what she... Lux blinked as her unconscious mind registered something massively off about the entire situation and booted her brain into full wakefulness. Slowly, she turned her head in place to look over her shoulder, already absolutely certain of what, or rather who, she would see, despite there being no logical possibility behind it. Lux was, after all, sleeping in a heavily guarded room inside an equally well-guarded estate that was located in the most patrolled section of the most secure kingdom on Rune Terra. Logic dictated that no one she didn't expressly invite in would be able to get inside, and yet there she was. Jinx was settled in comfortably behind Lux, with her hair pulled out of their braided tails and allowed to fall in a long, straight river of electric blue that cascaded over Jinx's deceptively soft face and her bare shoulders. She had her nose buried firmly against the back of Lux's neck, and there were dark bags under her eyes that spoke of several sleepless nights, or at least sleep-deficient ones, and already Jinx was almost entirely slack with slumber. Suddenly Lux was seriously regretting not taking that bath. Jinx? Lux could see her plain as day, but she felt compelled to say the name to confirm that what she was seeing was real. Mm? The Zonite woman barely moved. Only the slightest furrowing of her brow told Lux she was still awake. How did you get into my room? Lux asked cautiously. Jinx shifted under the blankets, reclaiming an arm from around Lux's middle, pulled the limb out from under the covers, and jerked a thumb behind her. Window. We're on the third floor. Her hand drifted down to a point near the floor. Climb the wall. Jinx, I live in a guarded estate, Lux pressed. There are over a dozen patrols crossing over each other every few minutes, even at night. Jinx frowned, then yawned as she got her arm back under the covers and around Lux before grudgingly opening her eyes. Lux's breath caught in her throat. Here, in the low light of the night, Jinx's springberry eyes practically glowed. And? Jinx asked grumpily. Lux swallowed another lump in her throat. Why was she even surprised? Why was she arguing the point? Clearly Jinx had gotten in without an issue. If there had been an issue, the whole estate would be on high alert, so why? Lux screwed her eyes shut, then forced herself to turn over until she was facing Jinx. Two, two months, Lux said. It's been two months since Piltover. For the first two weeks of that, Lux had lingered in the City of Progress under the guise of due diligence regarding the missing security bypass and its ramifications on her investigation. The whole time, she had quietly hoped that Jinx would pull another stunt like the one where they'd met, but eventually the Radiant Ones had called her back. Since then, Lux had slowly begun to lose hope that Jinx would find her. She waited and watched and tried not to obsess over the memory of burning eyes and the taste of gunpowder on chapped lips. 
Despite that, Lux had still taken to cutting through the engineering guild workshops whenever she needed to pass by the place because the smell of it, the crude oil, the sulfur, and the saltpeter, reminded her of the memory she kept trying to push into the back of her mind. Jinx yawned again, then captured Lux in a long-limbed hunk and settled in flush against her, and suddenly Lux's nose was filled with that scent again. Gunpowder, stone dust, and oil. The smell of chaos. I said I'd find you again, Blondie, Jinx said. Her tone was languid and slow, with nothing like the manic energy Lux remembered. She sounded absolutely exhausted. Are you okay? Lux asked, freeing one of her hands to lay it softly over Jinx's face. It was just, just really important all of a sudden that she be sure of it, to make sure Jinx wasn't hurt or in pain. The sudden need was like an ache in her chest. I'm fine, Jinx mumbled. Haven't slept in like, dunno, a week or something. A week? A week? Why? Lux hissed, almost biting down on her own tongue as she forced herself not to raise her voice. Jinx scowled and grumbled something unintelligible before cracking open an eye halfway to fix it on Lux. Because, Jinx replied, I said I'd find you. Lux stared, dumbstruck, as Jinx closed her eye and settled back in. A week, Jinx hadn't slept in a week, or maybe longer, because the madwoman had been trying to find her. She'd pushed herself to the ragged edge of exhaustion getting from Piltover to Demacia, which Lux was only now appreciating would be much harder for a known fugitive, She'd had to evade the precise patrol patterns of the elite guard of Demacia, too, then had to break into nothing less than the Crown Guard estate. All because... I said I'd find you. Slowly, Lux slipped her arms around Jinx and pulled her close. Drawing her head down to rest against Lux's collar, Jinx buried her face there and let Lux run her fingers through the surprisingly soft strands of blue, and an impulse... Lux tipped her head down to press a kiss to the top of Jinx's head. Sleep, she whispered. I've got you. And if anyone tries to take you... Her chest tightened suddenly, and her throat constricted at the thought. If anyone tries to take you, I'll kill them. Lux wasn't sure if Jinx was even still awake, or if the way the crazy Zarnite tightened her embrace around Lux's middle was just reflex but it was comforting either way. Moments later, a gentle snore started up, and Lux smiled as she stroked Jinx's shoulder, appreciating in that moment that she was probably naked under the blankets. And a quick glance over to the little bundle of discarded clothes near the window, along with a familiar pair of heavy weapons, confirmed that suspicion. Lux soothed herself with long strokes of her hand over Jinx's head and down her back, savoring the sensation of having her so close. This wasn't how she'd imagined Jinx finally finding her, but in a way, it was the best possible outcome. The first time Lux had seen her, Jinx had been a manic fireball of frenetic violence. Seeing her like this was like seeing the aftermath of an almighty conflagration, ash and embers settling silently over the ground while the world took a deep breath. The fire would come again as it always did. Till then, though, the world could rest and Lux could hold that wildfire in her arms. 
She wasn't sure when she'd fallen asleep again. But when Lux finally woke up, it was to the sensation of fingers tracing lines over her face. Lux opened her eyes to the sight of her ceiling and the fog-dulled morning sun streaming through half-closed curtains. A single dexterous finger passed across her vision once, then twice, first along the bridge of her nose, then across her brow. Part of Lux didn't want to turn and look. It was the part of her which was absurdly terrified that, if she did, the person sharing her bed would just evaporate, and that she'd wake up to find that it had all been a good, if very weird, dream. Hey. Lux turned to find Jinx smiling down at her. She was laying on her side, with her elbow on the pillow and her head propped up on her fist, as her other hand continued its idle journey across Lux's face. You're still here, Lux said softly. Yup. The bags under Jinx's eyes weren't quite gone, but her energy was back, and with it came that too wide smile and bright-eyed gaze. Lux started to shift and turn over from where she was lying on her back so she could face Jinx. But the moment she did, Jinx's hand course-corrected and snapped down to lay over her chest just beneath her throat, gently pinning her in place, and Lux's breath caught at that touch, at the feel of those cool fingers lingering so close to such a vulnerable place on her. Jinx was deadly, and Lux knew that for a fact. If she wanted to, Jinx could end her right there. And yet nothing about that made her afraid. It was honestly a little thrilling. It took me, like, forever to get here, Jinx continued, her voice strangely cool and calm. I'm not just going to scram, Blondie. I was afraid you were a dream, Lux admitted. Yeah? Jinx's grin widened a little. Does that make me the girl of your dreams? It was all Lux could do to breathe when Jinx asked her that. It was all she could manage to just take one breath in, let it out, then pull in another until she finally worked up the will to move her hand out from under the blankets to lay it over Jinx's cheek. She was hot to the touch. Without an ounce of fat on her whipcord body, she probably ran relatively hot all the time. Lux also wondered if that meant Jinx got cold easily. Maybe. Jinx's expression didn't change, not visibly anyway, but Lux could have sworn something changed. Maybe it was in the glint of her eyes or the way her muscles twitched in her dimpled cheeks, but Lux got the impression that she was pleased. Slowly, Jinx moved her hand up until it was laying over the graceful column of Lux's throat, then closed her fingers around it. How about now? Jinx asked. Lux shuddered, and for some insane reason, a very small part of her suddenly wanted to cry. Not in a bad way, just... There was something about the intensity of it all that was overwhelming. The strangest part was that Lux genuinely couldn't remember the last time she had cried, or even wanted to. Now, Lux said, licking lips that were abruptly parched. I'm sure of it. A short, sharp bark of a laugh bubbled out from Jinx as she let go of Lux's throat and moved her hand down to the edge of the blankets. Can I see? Jinx asked. 
that alarming and unsettling calm still freezing her voice and running counterpart to the look of tight, manic glee on her face. Lux made a single bob of her head, up and down. To Lux's surprise, Jinx moved at an almost lazy pace, casually dragging the blankets away to reveal Lux's almost naked body, her modesty only maintained by the slimmest margin thanks to the long linen tunic she'd worn to bed. Her thighs and pale calves were left bare to the cool morning air, and Lux shivered as a stray breeze crossed her exposed skin. Pretty, Jinx remarked. Her eyes hadn't moved from Lux's face. Jinx was still staring, still lingering on Lux's lips and chest, as if obsessed with the faint tremors of her breathing. When Jinx did sit up, it was with a leisurely, fluid apathy of a cat uncurling in the sun, until she was sitting cross-legged and looking down at Lux's mostly exposed body as Lux laid her hand back down above her head. It was completely absurd, but despite the fact that Jinx was completely unclothed, Lux was the one who felt naked. Can I touch? she asked. Lux swallowed, then nodded. Jinx ran her hand down over Lux's modest breasts, then across her stomach and past her waist, only stopping when Jinx reached her bare thigh. The way Jinx touched her was something completely new. It was strangely innocent, like she was both curious and delighted, and it put a shiver down Lux's spine. You're soft, she said quietly, and warm. Lux could only nod wordlessly as Jinx continued to track her hand down Lux's leg before reversing course and moving it back up and up until her hand slipped past the hem of the tunic to rest over the pulse point of her inner thigh. And Lux let out a ragged breath when she stopped. Was she going to... Lux stared up at Jinx. There was still no change to her frozen grin. In that moment, it suddenly hit her that Jinx wasn't smiling. That expression... The unmoving rictus on her face wasn't Jinx smiling. It was more like a resting expression. Most faces, when at rest, fell to a neutral position, but not Jinx, of course not Jinx. She wasn't like anyone else in the world. There was no motion, no movement, no swagger or animation to Jinx in that moment, no. If Lux had to guess, she would say Jinx was nervous. Hey, Lux called out softly, and finally Jinx blinked as Lux reached down and slipped her hand beneath her tunic to lay it over Jinx's. It's okay, if you want to, I mean. Jinx blinked rapidly, and a twitch moved over her face as if different muscles were firing in wildly dissimilar places, like she was trying to make an expression but didn't know how. I want to, Jinx said. And those three words set Lux's heart beating like a forge hammer in her chest. And she moved to lift the hem of her tunic, only for Jinx to stop her and say, 
don't. Her face finally twitched into a semblance of order. The animation came back to her expression like a tide rushing in to fill the pools at the beach, and a cackle of laughter escaped her as Jinx moved suddenly and sharply over Lux, straddling her hips. It's not that easy, Blondie, Jinx said as she leaned in and gripped Lux's wrists, pinning her to the mattress. You're a lady. Come on. I gotta at least take you out on the... She screwed her face up in a comically exaggerated look of concentration. Three dates, right? That's how you do it. So I gotta take you out on two more dates. Jinx's wild hair fell over Lux's surprised features, and she reflected on how it was only the sheer volume of it that hid the rest of Jinx's body from her. That irked her a little, actually. Two more? Lux questioned, raising an eyebrow as Jinx grinned wildly. Lux much preferred her animated like this over the frozen uncertainty she'd had before. That means we've had a first date, and I don't know if this counts. Oh, come on, what do you mean? Jinx looked genuinely hurt as she stuck a lip out in a childish pout. We played chase on our first date, remember? Lux worked her jaw in disbelief for a moment before... You mean Piltover? Yeah. Jinx, we were trying to kill each other. And? Jinx beamed. Didn't you have fun? I... Lux started. She'd been about to deny it, but the words caught in her throat on the way out. Jinx's question seemed completely ludicrous, and for anyone else it would have been. The trouble was that Lux knew what the real answer to that question was. I did. Her face cracked into a wide smile. It was... I think it was the best first date I've ever been on, actually. I see, I knew it! Jinx cackled as she rolled off of Lux and straight off the bed with a dull thump. Then her hand shot up over the edge of the bed with one finger pointed to the sky. Date night, she announced before popping up, mostly dressed, as she pulled her improbable collection of belts and straps straight. I'll meet you in two weeks, and then we'll go on your next best date ever. Lux couldn't help it. She started laughing and Jinx laughed along with her as she sat down and began braiding her hair in quick, practiced motions. It took less time than Lux would have expected, given the sheer amount of hair Jinx had, although Lux was mostly preoccupied with the pure grace exhibited by those long fingers. Why was it that she could never predict what Jinx would do? It was as if she took some weird pleasure in doing the impossible while gamely refusing to do what was expected out of pure spite. Finished with her braids, Jinx stood and stretched in a long, languid arching of limber arms and legs, and Lux admired her as brazenly as she ever dared to admire anything. Are you going? Lux asked. Yeah. <sniffs> Turns out that stupid bypass you gave me had some equally stupid cult after it, so I sort of had to murder my way through them before I could get over here. Lux winced. She hadn't considered that, and... While she felt a pang of regret at having put Jinx in danger, if only by accident, it was cheering to know the cult was crippled, if not completely exterminated. The Radiant Ones would be happy anyway. She'd just have to be a bit circumspect about how she came to find out about the cult's demise. Anyway, their leader Amscrade back to Piltover, so now I gotta run him down like a sump brat and fill him with bullets, Jinx said with a shrug. Serves him right for running, Lux chirped. The look Jinx gave her at that was positively molten. I know, right? 
Jinx breathed through a grit-toothed grin. But I love it when they run. As Jinx started towards the window, Lux frowned, then kipped up from the bed and followed. Wait, she said, reaching out and catching Jinx's hand. Aren't you forgetting something? Jinx turned with one eyebrow crooked up to her hairline, and Lux smiled as she let go, stepped back, and licked her lips. You asked to see me, she said quietly before hooking her fingers under the hem of her tunic and pulling it over her head, leaving herself bare as the day she was born, illuminated by the faint sunlight of the early morning. Jinx's eyes widened and her jaw clicked open as Lux ran her hands down over her sides to her hips, then back up, giving Jinx the same small, too innocent smile the whole time. Two more dates, right? she asked. Y yeah Jinx croaked. It took every ounce of willpower in Lux's body not to smirk at the strain in Jinx's voice. If she was going to make Lux wait, then the least Lux could do was torment her a little over it. Closing the distance between them, Lux pressed against Jinx, tipped her head up, and batted her eyelashes and Jinx's arms slipped around Lux in a motion that felt almost reflexive. Then she was being pulled in, pulled closer, and suddenly Lux could taste gunpowder and copper and hard but generous lips. She let Jinx take control. Lux wanted her to. She wanted Jinx to press hungrily forward, to demand more and more because Lux wasn't done giving. She opened her mouth gently, letting Jinx in, letting their tongues tangle and dance. Lux let the Zonite criminal grab her by her bare waist and slip her hands down to squeeze and touch until she was panting against Jinx's mouth. She let Jinx's hands go wherever they wanted, her back, her stomach, her bare ass, and her breasts. Lux let Jinx touch her because she needed it, as much as she knew Jinx needed to touch. When they finally parted, Jinx was breathing hard, and Lux was staring up at her with fire in her eyes. Say it, Lux said softly. Jinx blinked in confusion. What you said last time, Lux said. I want you to say it again. Recognition flickered across Jinx's face, and her expression warped into a wild, possessive grin that was all teeth and bright, wide eyes. That's my girl. Lux shuddered and smiled, then leaned forward to rest her head against Jinx's narrow chest. I'll miss you. To Lux's surprise, Jinx buried her face in Lux's hair and breathed deeply before letting out a shaky breath. Miss you too, Blondie. I know, Lux said with as cheeky a grin as she could manage as she pulled away. Then she went up on her tiptoes and pressed her lips warmly to Jinx's cheek. Be safe, Lux said. Pfft, that's no fun. 
scorching smirk as she stepped back, although her fingers lingered a little longer than they needed to on Lux before they fell away. See you, Blondie. She scooped up her chain gun, strapped on her rocket launcher, holstered her lightning-spitting handgun. And then, just like back in Piltover, she was gone. Out the window and down onto the estate grounds. Lux didn't worry about Jinx being spotted leaving her room. Jinx seemed reckless, but she knew what she was doing. If the guards saw her, it would only be because she let them, which naturally meant... Three, two, one. Lux counted down, smiling wistfully as she leaned on the windowsill. A detonation rocked Crown Guard Mansion and immediately warning bells began setting up a deafening clangor as guards raised the alarm. Intruder! Intruder! Lux grinned wider, then stood up, stretched, and went to pull on her combat leathers as more gunfire, screams, and explosions filled the morning air. Picking up her blade in its oiled sheath, Lux smiled as she wrapped her fingers around the grip of the weapon and turned to the window. The fight was still going on. Jinx could already have been gone, but she wasn't, and Lux didn't need to ask why. It was because she was waiting. Forged steel whispered free of its sheath as Lux drew her blade, her grin growing into something manic as she took two long, loping strides to the window that turned into a leap straight out into the chilly morning air. I love it when they run. The text of this story is available on AO3. Music by Dot Matrix. If you would like me to record a story, voice over a character, get in touch using the contact information available on my website, which is located at samgabrielvo.com. And there you can find other stories that I've read, as well as a link to my Discord server, where I record things live for your enjoyment. And finally, as always, thank you for listening.